All right, cheers. Cheers. So, Waters. yeah, water, which if it's bad luck, well, I guess. Too late. I've made that bed. <laughs> so, we're in person. We're in Chicago. I Exciting. This. this is our second one now, so that's pretty it cool. It's cold as hell. It's yeah. very like cold. Right. Yeah, just like Austin. Yeah, what, did, what was it when you left? I was like in the 50s, I think, when I left. Beach weather. Mm. <laughs> Beach weather. <laughs> Wow. To this. Yeah, this is not fun. It's windy and cold for anyone wondering. Um, so let's get to our first topics. Um, what's happening in the world? What should we talk about? Um, okay, I want to talk about saltburn. Okay. I don't know if it's too late. I feel like uh, I don't know if it's still it's super lingering. topical, but we have not talked about it yet. And Kaylee, you, Kaylee and I both saw it and loved it. Yeah. You have not seen it. Know. You don't know anything don't about know it. I don't know what it is. You don't know anything Is about it a show. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> How have you missed? I just don't. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I I'm like, like either or reading books or watching just a show that I'm watching and I'm committed and it's yeah. my show. Okay. It kind of came out on because it was released a few months ago, right? What yeah. is it on? Um, I think it's Prime. Now it's Prime, on Prime. Yeah. But it was released in theaters a few months ago and. I didn't hear anything about it until it hit Prime. And then I think more people started watching it and they were like, what the fuck is this? What yeah. is the TLDR of this? <sighs> you want to take that one? Oh, man. It's hard. Well, Should spoiler we alert, spoilers? first of all. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, fast forward, I guess. Fill in the inevitable holes that I will leave in my explanation. That's but. kind of the summary, really, <laughs> of the movie. Who's in it? So it's got... Alordi, Alordi, oh, super okay. tall guy from yeah. Euphoria. Yeah, um, and I don't know what the little guy's name. I, is. I don't either. The main <laughs> character. He's been in a lot of stuff. This is not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> we're, we're making no progress. Um, but it was written and directed by. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. But she did Promising Young Woman. Promising Young There's Woman. So anything about this movie? She, <laughs> okay. <laughs> not okay, a good job. Describing the plot. <laughs> it's essentially about. Um, this guy befriends this super wealthy guy at Oxford? college, yeah, Oxford, mm. um, and gets pretty obsessed with him and his and his family and the whole like wealthy culture wealthy of it all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then it. I thought it was going to be more of this kind of coming of age, like he's pining after Jacob Elordi's mm -hmm. character. Like call me by your name, yeah. something like that. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe you get. Interesting. Yeah. So at the sprawling, beautiful estate in the countryside, cause he invites him to come with him for holiday or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, it, I'm so hesitant to give I away know, the, I know. Probably not I'll just okay. say it takes a real twist. Does he try yeah. to kill him? He does. I saw he kills that his whole family. He kills his whole family. Oh, he goes through. And so with he, it. then he becomes the owner of the estate. Yeah, and like inherits all How? their wealth. Did he? Was he written into the will? He he made it so yeah. that oh, he was shit. master manipulator yeah. the whole time. So you find out at the end good. that he befriended the guy because the, he already had this plan in place. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's it very graphic, though. It's, oh. Ooh. Some of the scenes, especially like Quentin Tarantino graphic, not bloody, but just like brutal, well, just the, like uh, savage. The big one that people talk about is uh, Jacob Elordi masturbates in the bathtub and then the guy drinks the bathwater. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And then that's just like naughty. When they bury Jacob Elordi, he fucks his grave. Yeah. He like gets <laughs> naked and fucks the dirt. What yeah. the hell? It's, it's pretty weird. It's so I, I feel bad saying I loved it, but it was just like, it was really good storytelling. It was yeah. beautifully shot, perfect casting. Mm -hmm. It did a lot of things right. So while the subject matter is bizarre yeah. and not my favorite, it, it just did a good job. I, I liked it because, well, going into it, I was kind of scared it was going to be one of those movies that are like weird for this, just for the sake of sake being of weird being, yeah, or to, to be pretentious, yeah. but it was done so well and it was still very unique and, and weird, but it was also like funny and just yeah. so entertaining. What um, did so, where did they get salt burned? It's the name of the estate. It's the name of the oh. family's estate. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, speaking I, of other big movies, though, the new Mean Girls comes out, I think this oh, now, yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Right. So my whole it seems to me like they've tied in pieces of the musical. They've tried to update it because the world has changed so much since it was first released. What was that like 20 years ago? Yeah. I yeah. can't believe that. I think 2004. But, Did oh. you guys have you guys seen it? 
No, no, no not I yet. I have no desire. Getting mixed, yeah, it's, mixed reviews. To me, why would you remake it? Like it, it is what it is. It was canon at the time. Yeah. Like sure, the cafeteria tables don't exist anymore, but like it was perfect as it yeah. is. A hundred percent. I just hate the pre- like the remake premise. Um, have y'all ever seen? I don't even know anything about the actual musical because yeah, they did I, make it into yeah, a, I like a broader. I saw musical. a clip of someone filming in the theater. <laughs> when she starts singing, is she? I think it was the same setting where she, like he turns around and asks for a pencil or asks what day it is or whatever, and she starts singing, and the whole theater is like, "Oh, oh God, it's hilarious! No. It is hilarious!" I'm like, "Yeah, why would you take something? First of all, remake it, and then add a musical element to it. You're just yeah. like ruining it, in Again, my opinion." Yeah, I I think I'm gonna see it just out of curiosity <laughs> and just like have to see it but I'm are you a musical wrong. person in general do you like musicals i don't hate them but i'm not like a musical person right i liked high school musical also, I, like, I loved high school musical <laughs> i fucking love high school musical. <laughs> but also i was like 14 and i was, I was gonna like, say i was too old for that but you're older than me <laughs> nobody's too old for that. i was it's in okay. college okay. so i love Broadway still a musicals, young adult but like movie musicals just like I don't want to sit and I just don't, I don't, why? I don't like it. I'm like, why are you singing? You should be speaking. Me, that's just, you lost the bet from the beginning. You're remaking a classic mm-hmm. and then adding a musical element to it yeah. for an audience that likely is not watching musicals anyway. Right. And yeah. probably thinks they're so cringe. <laughs> probably because they are. Love uh, that. Gen I, um, Z I know. I do want to continue the movie theme though. It's not on our agenda. I saw Godzilla minus one. I'm okay. going to take this in a different direction. All right. Pivoting. Everyone. All of our 12 listeners know that Austin is a massive Godzilla fan. Drag me to the movie. I loved it. I loved it so much. I think everyone should see it. Why? Tell us why. Well, it's a Japanese movie, so there are subtitles. Mm. So that alone got me like, oh, I'm just like watching these words. The the cinematography and the way that they shot it, it was it was like going back to when movies were like actually good and not just made weird or good or whatever for the sake of it. Like Mm -hmm. the storyline... I know an absurd amount about Godzilla because I live with a fan. So maybe it's just like contextually it made sense to me, but it just was so well done. And like there were no, there was no CGI except for obviously Godzilla himself had to be, but like it just felt like it was so natural and there wasn't like, it wasn't super fast moving. So like Mm -hmm. all the movies today that you need CGI for, I feel like they're just so fast and so fantastical because it's just like the way that things are. But yeah, I would definitely say you guys should just see that surprise recommendation that was my first movie in theater in like a year really Uh because i'm like i'm not gonna go see this weird shit yeah well that was kind of (laughs) another question i had too is like are you an at-home movie person or do you like going to the theater i love the theater i just like have to know it's good because then you're like stuck there that's true (laughs) yeah and you pay like 40 dollars nowadays to go see it yeah definitely a theater girl and almost to the point where I don't really, I don't necessarily care if the movie's even good or not. Really? I just I like the experience of going and like- I do love the your experience. little snacks. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I love going in the summer when it's really hot out because it's so icy yeah. in there and dark. Yeah. I don't know, it's probably like a bat in a past life or something. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that sounds so nice. You're like hanging upside down. <laughs> From the ceiling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's before fine. this movie, the last movie I saw in theaters was A Star is Born. Oh, what? that was a oh good theater God. movie it though. It was yeah. a great that theater was, movie. You had to see that in theaters. That was what, like 2019? That was a long time ago. Before the pandemic. Pre-COVID, Do yeah. Do you remember the Star is Born meme era? All the memes. Oh, yes, of course. With him rolling down the window. (laughs) Just wanted to get another look at you. There were so many. (laughs) There were so So many. Oh, Oh, my God. Speaking of movies, we already used that transition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Golden Globes just happened. There were two things that really stood out to me. Number one, the bear was listed as a comedy insanity. I don't like that. No. Did you see the bear? Yeah, it kind of has comedic. You think? Undertone. Even? I wouldn't classify it as a comedy, but there's like, it's like a dramedy. It's, yeah, it's so dramatic, yeah. especially season two. Yeah. That was heavy. I definitely Not a lot of levity. Expected it to be in the in the drama. Also, have did y'all see May, December? Okay. Yeah. That was also listed as a comedy. Really? Yes. I didn't laugh once. How? No, there was nothing funny. <laughs> and I didn't really care for the movie and a lot of people loved it. And I was just like. No, I did not 
like it at all. They didn't. There wasn't enough words. You ever see a movie where there's not enough dialogue in it, and so you're just left to fill in the blanks? I get that that's art, but I'm also like, tell me what's happening. It's a. I feel like it's a good example of. You can't see it. So someone right. needs to tell you. Tell me. <laughs> God, <laughs> what is happening? Why are we doing this? I paid money to be here and watch this. You have to talk, do your part. Hey, I'm the one that needs subtitles, even with English, because my snacks are too loud. Oh, so, well, yeah. that's a problem. Every, that's yes. a problem. We're eating rocks. <laughs> Popcorn, chips. Crunchy stuff. Popcorn. Ever okay. heard of it? <laughs> Popcorn? Yes. It's loud. Yes. Inside your head and outside. Also, oh I don't know if you guys realize this now, but like, at home i feel like the music and the like title sequence music is so loud and they like cut to like the first scene and they're like and i'm like what are they saying my ears aren't working i can't read i know and then you gotta blast the volume and yes and you switch it back and then you blow your eardrums (laughs) well it's awful complaining (laughs) (laughs) it's really cold it's making us crazy session um, okay, Golden Globes. What else yes, is happening? Golden Globes. The other thing that was really funny, not funny, but I guess it was something interesting was that Gillian, is it Gillian or Gillian Anderson from? I've always said Gillian Anderson. Okay, whichever it is. She wore this beautiful white strapless dress, but it had vaginas embroidered all over it. And I think it was a nod to her show Sex Education, mm-hmm. but it made me think like, the other thing I've noticed is that Sydney Sweeney with this new movie, Anyone But You, she's been sharing a ton on social media and reposting it. And so these like forms of promotion for their projects, do you think that that's part of their contracts or oh, you yeah. think they just do it? Oh yeah. I think it's part of their contracts. Especially yeah. given their following on social or media. Or like a commission-based structure or something, if it does maybe. well. Or maybe they get like stake in the movie or they get yeah. part ownership yeah. of the, or part, um, dividends of the profits or whatever you'd say if they participate in the marketing yeah because i feel like it's I mean, smart that's, that's probably why they staffed glenn powell and sydney sweeney because mm-hmm. they're so well known from like top gun 2 euphoria mm-hmm. they're already known they're like okay we're gonna ride this wave mm-hmm. like i don't think i i i want to see that movie i haven't seen it yet but i don't think i would have the desire if i didn't recognize right the mm-hmm. lead actors yeah, yeah very strategic i think it's part of their contract because i mean it's part of their contracts to do like press tours and yeah. stuff and I think that's just like a new version of yeah yeah doing a press I just wonder how they monetize it like mm-hmm. is it a if it does this well you get a cut of the profits is it like we need you to do is it super structured where there's a contract like we need you to repost for x amount of yeah, days I don't know I'm just so curious what that looks like on yeah. the back side and yeah. I I'm not gonna find out but <laughs> why not We'll, we'll well ask somebody. Yeah, Sydney Sweeney. Listeners, <laughs> tell us what's happening. Glenn. Yeah, Glenn, get at if us. You're listening. <laughs> um, okay, so what have we learned lately, and what questions does it raise? The first one I wanted to talk about was a tweet that I saw last week. So this person uh, said, "I'm at my best when I'm in a state of desire. It's one of my gauges to know I'm not depressed. I want to want perpetually. Nothing is more invigorating than letting sheer possibility consistently replenish your wells of energy." Life is meant to be lived first, meditated on second. That's a really hot and spicy take, which is perfect for Twitter. I'm sure that that's why this person tweeted it because it's like you either agree or you absolutely don't. Yeah. But I wanted to know what you guys thought because it, I had a very strong knee jerk reaction to that. This was like an OG tweet. Like it wasn't a quote from someone. No, it was just somebody's mm-hmm. musing, random musing that popped into their head. I, I think there is some truth to it because I think... I don't know that I would use the word desire, but I do think that like you're happier or more content when there's always kind of like something else that you're trying to Mm. get or achieve. Yes, I mm. think that was the sentiment. Yeah. But that's not how I read it. I I don't know what you think. I'm reading two different things. The first two sentences, state of desire, I want to want perpetually. So the first half of it is like, I want to always be working towards something. I want to always be wanting something, something like a carrot ahead of me, you know, mm-hmm. but the, the, the second half, nothing is more invigorating than letting sheer possibility, mm. sheer possibility to me is more representative of like hope or like a positive mm. mindset. And I don't see the desire and then like the positive mindset as the same thing. Oh, so I guess you could in like a very specific way view this as one goal uh, but nothing is more invigorating than letting sheer possibility consistently replenish your wells of energy. That to me is not saying wanting something keeps me going. That's saying like, 
I'm fascinated by how much is possible in the world. Like yeah. I'm very hopeful. I'm just positive that like good things will happen. And that keeps me from being depressed. Yeah. That's, that's when I first read it. I was like, these yeah. aren't the same it's, thing to me. Right. But it's so interesting. Cause I read it and took a totally different meaning. Really? So when I read it, I thought of like consumerism and like overworking oh, and ambition <sighs> to a fall and all of these things. And I was like, I don't think any of that's true. Yeah. Like I want to always want basically to me just seems like a, a cup that can never be filled. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I took it as like, oh, I absolutely don't agree with that. Mm. Yeah. But then I was also like, well, I see the other side of if, like you said, the carrot that gives you something to work towards. But yeah, I just, it's so interesting when you read something like that and it can be split for through sure. the prism so many different ways for meaning. Yeah. Because you're, Right, like that. It is could mean that too. One hundred percent could never. Be but filled. I wonder what the writer's what intent wanting. was. Yeah. To me, it's like we just talked about being strength people, mm -hmm. driven by ambition, active. That's representative of this to me. It, it, it could be one way of taking this is like I'm at my best when I'm in a state of desire. I'm at my best when I'm working toward a goal, mm -hmm. yes, working towards yeah. something that I want. I have something that's shaping all my decisions and shaping my discipline and keeping me moving forward. Mm -hmm. But uh, it could also mean like. A state of desire. I have a vacation coming up in three months, and I'm not depressed. Right? <laughs> like, there's so yeah. many Which ways is of seeing very this. real. Yeah. 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 I operate in a major way that way. I feel like when I have trips on the horizon, or like projects that I'm working on, or deadlines, all of those help me move forward. However, I do think it's a super slippery slope because if that's what your gauge is for not being depressed, you're never content because yeah. you're constantly striving. I feel yeah. like I've done that, and you I'm. Have so tired from it so now i'm like i don't want to want have you guys <laughs> I don't ever want to want anymore have you guys ever heard of the uh the i guess it would be a phenomenon um ennui mm -hmm. e-n-n-u-i it's just the, like that feeling of languishing when you don't have purpose right where you're just like eh, super like wealthy cares? people i think that's usually the context in which yeah. i've heard the phrase used to me it's like it, in that sense it makes sense like what if you don't have anything that you need or want like what if you don't have a purpose or a goal and you just like existing it doesn't surprise me that you might feel depressed. So I think it's like yeah. some kind of happy medium between like yeah. where you've been, where mm -hmm. I'm probably at right now, where you might be at. And then this place of like, I don't need or want anything. I'm just like existing and like watching TV and traveling right. and just like spending money and not doing anything. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound fulfilling either. Right, which is right. kind it's kind of a tie into Saltburn too, because that family mm. kind of exists in that state to bring it back around. Interesting. They're very in, like ennui people. They're just like, oh, you know, they have yeah. no stresses, no worries. Yeah. People are just kind of a like little bit of pressure. toys to them. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So it's a dangerous state, you know? It's like a very fine line to walk. I'm curious what y'all think about the last e sentence? Even the last sentence feels super separate it's like from a the rest of it. Element. Yeah. But what do y'all think about that? Life is meant to be lived first, meditated on second. Well, we kind of talked about this at lunch before we came here, which is the fact that like all the time yeah. we're making decisions and that possibility spider webs out in a million different directions based on yeah. what what yeah. choice did you make? Like what, if you flipped a coin, did it land heads or tails? Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. You kind of can't help it. That's kind of the state of existing is like life is meant to be lived first and meditated on second. I think the difference is that some people choose not to do the, the meditating piece. And so they just do the living piece and they might be happier. I don't know. <laughs> I think if you replaced meditated with like thought or overthought, it would make more sense to me of like, obviously sometimes you just have to keep pushing forward sure. and then maybe reflect on it later, but you can't think through every decision you make sometimes you don't have the time, you don't have the energy, you just, you have to act. Yeah. Meditated is an interesting word in that context for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Feels like three different. Yeah. Three yeah. Different. A lot, a lot <laughs> packed in there. A lot packed in. hundred <laughs> percent. I want to hear about what you put in here mm. next. So this is from, tell us what it's from. Give us a little bit of background. Man, I was on like an Instagram deep dive the other night. I was like, I was probably procrastinating really. That's really only when I use Instagram. I, I don't remember her name and I should have put it in here to give her a shout out. I think her first name's Rain, R-A-I-N-E. Okay. Essayist has like a paid sub, sub stack, all that stuff. But she had this essay called Standing on the Shoulders of Complex Female Characters. And it was one of her like most read, most shared. Um, and it's essentially this essay about how women specifically tend to use media characters or, or real life characters, people, 
phenomenon phenomena mm -hmm. to represent who they are and how they're feeling. And I, I'll go into some quotes that stood out to me, but I wanted to bring this up because we've talked a lot about like horoscopes, mm. like personality tests, yeah, typecasting in general. Mm -hmm. And there is some comfort to that, right? Like you feel like you're part of a larger group. You feel like you're seen. You feel like you can really simplify who you are and how you are into this like under like this understandable like box. You're right. like, I'm not, I'm not super, I'm not confusing. I, people know me. I am this type, mm -hmm. but I also have always been bothered by when people are like, I am such a, this girl, or I am such a, that girl. Like I don't really respond well to that. I don't like the idea of being. What's it usually tied to like a brand or like a brand, uh, a character, um, oh. a, a TV show, mm -hmm. even like an author. Okay. And sometimes it represents like your fandom, yeah. you know, sure. like Colleen, I'm such a coho girl. I'm not a coho girl, but like, yeah. but I like some of her books. So it's like, to me, there's so much dimension now, again, going back to like the lack of monoculture, mm -hmm. monoculture, like you really can't categorize people by one or two things. Yeah. This essay essentially expands on that. She talks about, um, oh, it feels so good to be understood even when it's only as a character, this feeling is real because I have something to compare it to. Right. Um, there's this one, she was talking about her depression, how she found herself comparing her experience to things she's seen in the media. She writes, I'm not unwell or self-destructive or entirely unbearable. I'm in my flea bag era. Oh. Uh, we rationalize our own suffering through the romanticism of those who have suffered before us. And in turn, we provide a blueprint for the hot girl suffering. I fucking hate the hot girl thing. Oh uh, yeah, me Suffering too. <laughs> of those after. Um, and it was also so interesting because she talks about how is like women, as females, a lot of times like our experience is either diminished or minimized because we're girls and a lot of things are taken for, like people just take a lot of our experience for granted. Um, it's become very common for women online to express their identities through an artfully created list of the things they consume or aspire to consume. And because young women are conditioned to believe their identify, identities are defined almost entirely by their neuroses, these roundups of cultural trends and authors do draw often implicitly served to chicly signal one's mental illnesses to the public. Mm -hmm. So instead of just like owning how we are, who we are, what's going on, we communicate. Like when I say I'm in my flea bag era, I'm like, I fucking hate my life. I suicide. Like instead of being able to say that, yeah. they like use this language to communicate mm -hmm. really what they're going through. And it's almost like a signal now to the yeah. right person. Yes. Like I've seen flea, we've all seen flea. You're like, yeah. whoa, like, are you okay? Yeah. Right. But to like the general public, it's like a nice, like chic way of just saying like, I'm depressed. Well, it's like, we're all main charactering, you know? Yes. Like everybody's gotta be a main character instead of just existing. Everybody's yeah. Yeah. gotta fit into a box of like, oh, I'm like this, I'm like that, which I get, it's a filtering mechanism, but also that's why we love artists so much because they're so weird and different. They don't fit into boxes. Right. And yeah. everybody's like, ooh, look at that, different. There was also a section about how, I'm just gonna read it because it stood out to me. If I can compare myself to just the right amount of things, place myself at the nexus of enough edgy, vaguely feminist media properties, will that eventually start to feel like actualization? I wonder what romantic love would feel like if I'd never seen a romantic comedy, if I'd been allowed to figure out before a commoditized, commoditized version was fed to me. I wonder what my own illness would feel like now as I put on mascara before crying so I'll look the right amount of ah! sad when I, feel, when I see myself in the mirror. I think about how nothing feels real at all if it doesn't look like the movies. That is a very weird, oh, wow. very yeah, real I, sensation though. I yeah. literally like teared up because yes. I was like, that my hits. depression looks different than what I see elsewhere, even with real people, like movies and media aside, like the folks that you can see in real life. And it's like, if I don't feel or look like I feel that way, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I actually depressed? Am I actually anxious? Right. Yeah. And this just really hit me. because I was like, I had no idea people felt like that. I thought I was just trying to fit in these like boxes. And yeah, it just really hit me. Cause I was like, do I really need these media properties, these vaguely feminist media properties to self-actualize mm -hmm. or can I just own it? Can mm -hmm. I just be yeah. my version? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's tough. I think about this too, even just with music. Like yeah. when you think about the way a music in a movie, for example, can stir up a certain emotion, it's like, do we feel that way because we heard that in the movie and we associate it there or because it truly feels like that emotion? Yes. It's very chicken or egg. It is. but And I think it's probably both at different times. I don't know, this is so, interesting to me I've never really even thought about it but I I, I am somebody who does this I oh, think 
I mean, I guess we all do to a certain extent, but I don't know. I kind of, I enjoy doing it. Like I enjoy being able to, and I guess this is more in the context of like, like mental illness, right? Or, or like signaling. I think she was using that. it as like a conduit to discuss like all kinds of things. Okay. Like her experience was mostly through mental okay. illness, but. For but in social media in general, really. Yeah, it's like, who yeah. am I? How do I present to the world? Yeah. For me, sometimes relating to, or mm-hmm. like, like relating to a certain movie. I'm, I'm a, I don't know, hacks girl or whatever. Like, the way I related to the episodes and the storyline of Ava like losing her dad and then the whole second season of like taking his ashes around the country and like losing, throwing them away behind a Taco Bell or whatever the fuck. Like just the, yeah. like seeing that on screen and like having something to relate, like relate yeah. th- that experience to. And like, I feel like I, that's why I, I just love TV, movies, books, mm-hmm. because it does that. You can kind of collect little pieces of yourself and, or, or understand yourself better. Yeah. I think that's what it feels like to me is that when I'm kind of like putting on all these different jerseys, it's like helping me understand who I am because it's like, oh, I really related to this. Mm. So like, yeah. I, like now I'm like, I, that's, I'm putting on that jersey because I'm so into it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I do think, I do think it can be used as instead of trying to relate to people in a real way, you just have this kind of like mask on. Yeah. See, that's it's, what I keep thinking about. I think about that a lot with like the horoscope stuff. Cause I love oh, yeah. a good Taurus meme. Sure. And, right. But it's like, I can share a million Taurus memes, it doesn't mean that that's going to help people understand me better necessarily. Right. right. So I, I get that it's like this weird balance, but I do see the value in it because it, it's yeah. like, otherwise, what are we supposed to do? Like go around and truly like tell everybody we meet like, yeah. Hey, my dad died. <laughs> and sometimes I think it's like, you, you can't do that. Well, really. it's so weird because yeah. we all have billboards now with social media. We have these profiles where like, yeah. if somebody wants to get to know you, they will go to this place and there's your storyline. Yeah. There's the character yeah. you've built for yourself, whatever you're presenting. At least yeah. that's one way. That's not the only way, but I'm so resistant to that though. Like I don't ever want to be one of those characters. I'm so, and I, talk about this a lot in therapy, but it's like, I'm so resistant to losing my sense of self. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really don't like the idea of being eclipsed or like losing myself in somebody else. So I'm very like, no, I like, I don't want to do that. If somebody else is doing it, or if you tell me to do it, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I don't know what that is or what that's tied to, but when I hear this and when I see this, it's hilarious. Cause the thing before is talking about Joan Didion and I yeah. had a Joan Didion t-shirt on this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, we all do it. It's, yeah. a, it's a signal. It's a secret handshake. Yeah. I think it's just all in the eye of the, I don't know if the beholder works in this for, like situation, but I see both sides and I, I brought this to the table. I, I have feelings about it, but I understand both. Like, I think I came to understand a lot of my mental health issues through popular media, feeling mm-hmm. that license, feeling that not approval, but just permission, permission, or just, I felt seen. I was like, oh shit, like I'm not alone or, or this happens like, and you have to think about like, why is art created in the first place? Right. Yeah. Like shared experience, like this, this situation with what was hacks? Uh, yeah. Is that a show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show. There's probably a lot of people that see that and know how that feels or have like, they can relate to it. And like in that you can relate to them. Like those shared experiences are so important and valuable, especially for emotions and experiences that are either hard to articulate or impossible to articulate. Mm -hmm. You just like can't bring it to the surface. It's just a pure emotion. But when people reduce themselves to like five things, I feel like that's just completely rounding out the edges. Oh, for you're sure. You're just like, yeah. your whole existence is through these like media properties. And what's gonna happen is like, you will probably stop expanding because you're like, no, that's not in line with how I've already branded myself. Oh. Or people yeah. will start limiting you yes. because of how you present. I'm just talking you generally. Yeah. So I've always, I've always like ex- gone through these experiences privately 
for the sake that you are saying, because I don't want what you're saying to happen. Like I don't right. want people to label me or to me even label myself. Like I feel like I just met myself like two years ago. I'm so protective of who I am now and I don't want any kind of themes or brands right. or like Let patterns. Let me figure it out myself. I want yeah. the buffet of this like lack of yeah. culture. Like I love it because I'm like, I can be whoever and whatever yeah. the fuck I want to be. Mm. People who like live through these properties, I feel like they probably haven't found that yet. What like it's maybe a really have. good way to escape not having a real personality, yes, which is so is. bitchy to say. But it's like if you don't know who you are, the world will absolutely tell you who to be. They'll give you so many options yeah. to choose from. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel so like no, don't don't tell me what to do. Like I yeah. I love pop cultures. Like I love being like oh, I relate so much with Jess from New Girl. How mm -hmm. weird she is and like. Mm -hmm you know, Leslie Nope. There are all these say like, I'm a Jess. Right. I would never yeah. be like, I'm a blank girl. Right. I don't do that either. I just, yeah. it feels very, there's no nuance there. And it's just, it's the easy way to eliminate uncertainty. If you're, especially where you're meeting new people. Cause it's like, here's who I am. Like, here's the gist of it. If you're, and especially in that online, like social media environment yeah. where it's attention spans are so short. It's a really easy way to like put people in buckets and filter. You understand things understand people within like a matter of seconds yeah and those kind of labels really help you're just How like okay bizarre, i get though, this person because now. we're living two lives not one i feel it's like so strange. This, ish, this problem um i don't even know that it would really exist to the extent without social media yeah. i mean because that is where we display all those signals yeah mm -hmm. i mean i guess in real life you would do it too but it, you wouldn't be like wearing it all like a billboard like right. you said in real life um because yeah. when so you yeah. meet somebody even if you connect on one specific thing this person knows you're multi-dimensional yeah. yeah you just have something in common yeah so yeah it's definitely online. i i it's i i do it a lot but it's not always fun i feel like when it backfired or when it when something happened that i was like i can't do this anymore it was um i used to always talk about chilies mm. uh, like i would always make jokes about chilies like just because it was it just everybody knew that i like chain restaurants and they thought it was weird and quirky or whatever so it was like that was like my thing like oh i joke about chilies because it's people think it's funny um but then it was like literally okay now I'm the Chili's girl and like oh. now, this was before or after your pictures. This was after. Okay. That made it a lot worse. Yeah. Um the pictures Allie's referencing, I took a few of my engagement pictures there and then like it was a whole thing. Um but yeah, then it's like, oh well you're the Chili's girl. And so now people still will bring up like ask me about chilies when's the last time i went to chilies or like buy mm. me chilies things and it's just kind of like oh, oh no fuck. and like, in the first place it was that? kind of ironic it seems it, like yes, no, it yes. was like a bit you were doing 100%, yeah. you did 100%. like it but I you were like, like i stand chilies you were just like this is funny you know like yeah. this is a little something i do yeah. yeah but then it definitely turned into that and that's happened to me with a few other things i mean definitely everybody knows that i like taylor swift like it kind of happens with like, that too <laughs> like <laughs> That's mild. It just, that's the danger, I guess, of wearing my jerseys. Yes. Like, I like to wear my jerseys, but it, it does put you in a box and like you're labeled and I will forever yeah. be the Chili's girl, even if I'd never go there again. Shout out to Chili's if you want to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> Chili's girl, represent. You did her wedding, how about a podcast? Oh. But yeah, I feel like that was the first time where I was like, Ooh, I actually don't like how this feels yeah. to just be like, well, it's the trap of like having a persona, like being yeah. a character of yourself yeah. is, yes. and people talk about that with being social media influencers mm -hmm. or being typecast as an actor. Yeah. Once you're in the box, it's really hard to get out. And yeah. then it creates that thing of like, people know you to be this one version of yourself and that's not really how you are. And so if they see you and meet you and talk to you and you're not that version, it's disappointing and disorienting. Yeah. And so it feels very inauthentic. And the, it's like a trap that you set for yourself. Has yeah. that ever happened to y'all? Like, um, cause we're all very active on Twitter and stuff. Has that ever happened to y'all when you meet a real life, like a internet friend in real life? Mm. Like they were expecting a different version of you or oh, something yeah. that happens? I am, I mean, most of my, I'm not really active on Twitter anymore. I'm kinda, but like most of my Twitter usage in the past four to five years has been through professional like means or stuff about work um 
I'm a lot quieter in person than I think people think. Yeah. Like, and I think I come off as standoffish or even bitchy because my face. <laughs> Literally <laughs> had people so. say like the resting bitch face like we just met. Um, nice to meet you. Yeah. Get out of my face. <laughs> but like social, I mean, you're literally just posting, you're shouting into the void. Like mm -hmm. it has no representativeness yeah. of your personality or your outgoingness. Um, but what a outgoingness. weird performative space. Mm -hmm. Like that didn't exist before. I know. There it's wasn't, you didn't weird. have to do that. You just yeah. were who you were. There was no public billboard. I know. Yeah. It's bizarre. Know. Yeah. That's why like I'm coming full circle into Tumblr and Reddit now. Oh, I'm like, I don't want anybody to know who I am. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, this is a little bit different, but like when I was in high school and college, I had a lot of undiagnosed anxiety that I just chalked up to introversion. I didn't really understand it, like the introversion, extroversion dichotomy, how it's not really representative of your like outgoingness. And I just was like, I don't like people. I don't want to be around people. I'm mm -hmm. like introverted, et cetera, et cetera. And then now I've, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I fucking love going out if yeah. I'm with the right people. Right. It has to be the right people. And even still people from high school and college, sometimes even my mom will make jokes about like, oh, you're introverted. Like you probably don't want to come to this or like yeah. you're the introverted girl mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Not the same, but like similar in that, like I was, I labeled myself mostly so people would just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like different, I'm grown, changed. I hope I always will continue to grow, but definitely in your twenties, you change a ton. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't like that people still like box me in on yeah. this. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard. I hate it. It happens within families too. Oh, like, yeah. Kind of like what you said of like, especially with a larger group of extended family of people who don't know you very well and don't follow you on social media. Yeah. So like I was always this, this dumb blonde. Like that was the role I got Seriously? cast as, what? as a young kid. And as I got older, like my interests are like very like niche and weird. Yes. And like, I'm not a stupid person, but they would continue to do the bit. And I was always just, I would literally say like, I hate this bit. Why are we still doing this? Yeah. And they all were in on it. And it was oh like God. the narrative had gotten so big that I could not change it at that point. There was no shifting it. Cause that's, now, yeah, that's who imagine, I was. Like, if you didn't have the support or like the online support, you would probably have just accepted it. Right. There are probably a lot and what does of that people. do to yes. your personality? Yeah. It just, you just get stuck and you don't know mm -hmm. that you have the power to change that or move away from that. Yeah, it could become like a limiting belief where yes. you're like, oh, well, I'm just a dumb blonde, so I can't do anything, so yes. why even try? Yeah, It's very dangerous. I hear people talk about that's why you shouldn't uh, call your kid like shy. Like you mm. shouldn't, yeah. you know, you're so shy. I was called shy from very yeah. yeah, because then they're like, oh, I'm shy. Were you shy? <laughs> I, I was shy. But, <laughs> Sorry. But, but was it because were I you was really? shy or was it because my mom would always say that, that. my teachers would say that you yeah. know like yep. I don't know it is it is very interesting it's yeah. the same with academia too like I was a very good student which is not a brag at all I wish I wasn't a good student and I hope my kids aren't excellent students either because you're essentially just learning how to follow the rules and play the game sure. and I, I mean I remember I got a certain ACT score in middle school and it just became this whole thing like I was the schoolgirl. I was like the uh, smart one, the good student. And I had to be. It's a lot of pressure it too. Was who, it was the only thing I had to add. Like it was the only value I had to most people. Yeah. <laughs> or the only interesting thing, the only talking point. Yeah. And it became, I mean, I even wonder now if it's still the engine that's running behind the scenes. Same, um, yeah. Yeah, because once somebody says good job and like calls you out for doing that, you're like, yeah. that oh, felt pretty good. I gotta yeah. keep am I? getting that. Give I me am. those yeah. points, yeah. gold stars. I like that. Oof, man. Okay, what are we watching, reading, loving right now? I want to hear about your, the show you started. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll give a little bit of background. Um, I have done Orange Theory for six years, and I decided to stop last month. Hmm. Um, my migraines were coming back. It was like a whole thing. So I'm like kind of redesigning my exercise schedule now. I'm doing yoga and personal training, but. I'm don't, I can't run because I have really bad knees. So I've been huh. reading. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of rebounding. It's basically like a mini, oh, trampoline. A mini trampoline. Yeah. Uh, it's also really good for like your lymphatic system and your pelvic floor health. Oh. My mom was telling me about it. And so I got one and it's kind of boring. You just like sit there and you bounce. It's a really good workout, but like I wanted to find a show to watch. Oh. And I haven't had a show in months. I mean, Austin and I are watching Yellowstone and I'll watch like a sitcom episode here and there when I'm doing laundry. And it was a super weird, like existential crisis. Like one night I was like scrolling Netflix and Hulu and I would literally go Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Netflix, HBO. And I was like, I can't find shit. And I know yeah. I sound like I'm kind of complaining because there's like 
a gazillion options out there they all look so shitty they're yeah. like gimmicky cheap it's like basically yep. like trying to find something good at h&m or ah, like, yeah. like just cheap shit that's made for the sake of it and i was just so bothered by it because i was like i love tv shows we've talked about tv here yeah i just want a show like the one that i can hang on to for a while and i want it to be new because i'm not going to rewatch anymore yeah um tried a couple shows never stuck felt like a waste of time Came back around to Netflix and Supernatural popped up, which is a show that was recommended to me years ago because I was a huge Vampire Diaries fan. Oh. Uh, and like the same kind of vibe, like Supernatural, like kind of scary, creepy, but like not like horror. Yeah. Uh, love the main actor, guys. I mean, the show started in 2005. Um, so I finally started it and I'm hooked. And really? I literally like, because it was made in the 2000s, oh. I'm Plus. like, I know this is gonna be good. Yeah. It's not gonna be like Oscar worthy. Like I right. get that, but like it's it has like 15 seasons. I'm like, oh, I got my next six months covered. Uh, like, that's I'm good. absolutely true. Yes. yes. That show's been going on forever. Yeah. yeah. It's a show that never ends, really. Is it? It's kind of supernatural. I think. I'll <laughs> <laughs> see myself out. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Put her to bed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm probably overreacting to it all, but I um it was it really bothered me that I couldn't find a show. They were either like YA yeah. bullshit based on a book or like quick gimmicky bad comedies. Yeah. Or yeah. terrible, terrible reality TV. There's uh, one yeah. million. Oh, of those. I'm not I am not a reality TV person. The only reality TV show I'll watch is Love Island <laughs> and they don't have any season for a while. So I felt stuck. But I started it and it's working for me and because is it bounce worthy? Like, is like, do you enjoy bouncing while you watch it, or is it very slow? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I really. That's a sincere question. I want to know because sometimes it's like really serious, and you're like, I got I can't be bouncing. I I <laughs> don't really bouncing. pay attention to like. I don't need an upbeat show for an upbeat exercise. I more just need okay. something to like build on and like oh, okay. look forward to. And like the time, the ritual of the it. length yeah. of the episode works because it's like a 43, 45 minute episode. And nice. I wanted something longer. So I could just be like one episode a day. So are you like double timing then? Are you like watching a program like for the rebounder and the show at the same time? Or are you just like free bouncing on the trampoline? I really, I'm not oh, being an I, asshole. I really no, am I trying to understand. <laughs> I feel like I'm I was just, like. <laughs> I'm just watching. No, I was being serious. I think that there is like exercises. It feels like kind of goofy to do them. So I probably won't. I'm just doing it as like a cross train for some of my other stuff. Oh. And to like, I do it first thing in the morning, really, cause I get like really puffy like eyes and stuff. And so like it, gets you going. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, and it, it's like this similar to like a two to three mile run. Like yeah. it's kind of oh, the nice. same. So it's just, it's just for the show. I probably won't do any exercises on it. Um, nice. But yeah, it was quite a crisis I had the other day. And I was like, why is nothing, I can't, this is why yeah. I don't watch TV, I just read. Yeah, well then, and you talked about the nostalgia factor too, when we were yeah. talking about this earlier, yeah. of like no phones and yeah. they don't make shows like that anymore. No. Yeah. It's really changed a lot of storylines, which is yeah. sad. Well, it reminds me too of like, I don't know if your parents have ever done this of like, the, like the good old like stuff back in the good old days like mm -hmm. i think that's like our good it's old happening days. Yeah. like the mm -hmm. 2000s to like maybe 2013 yeah. 14 of like to me a show that's made in that time or at least started in that time i know i'll i'll like yeah. it to an extent because you like the way that time yes. period felt yes. in your life yeah and i mean it's funny he's watching it i'm like they wouldn't be able to say that today they oh so yeah. many things oh but gosh. i don't really care it's not about that i yeah. don't care yeah. So we all have learned and are doing better, but that's a slice of time that yep. it, it was, was recorded. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not making a case for it. It sounds like I am, but <laughs> bring <laughs> just, it back. I'm just kidding. God. <laughs> what have I done? Okay. Gilmore Girls, Krista. Yes. Speaking of what's his name? Jared. Yes. Padalecki. Yep. Padalecki. Um, so Kelly has never seen Gilmore Girls. So we started it and um, I don't know. It made me think of our conversation a few months ago about like whether they're all terrible people or not. Oh yes, I forgot about that already. Mm -hmm. And so rewatching it, I don't think they are. They're annoying. I guess I'm only on season three, <coughs> but Lorelai, I don't think she's a terrible person. I think she's trying her best. She's trying her best. <laughs> she's she's funny. She messes up. Yeah. She's but that makes her relatable. You know, we talked about that. Exactly. Exactly. Um. But it was just interesting because before I started rewatching it, like I had this idea of it all in my head that they were all just like super terrible people. Oh, like I, I, when we talked about that, I was like, yeah, they all suck. But then rewatching, I'm like, actually, 
they're pretty they're delightful they're delightful they talk so fast but yeah like it's it and it's just so such a cozy watch it's yeah. like the perfect thing to rewatch. well um, and it's kind of like one of those shows that has that you rewatch and you discover new things every time because there's so much dialogue every episode yeah. and there's so much pop culture reference mm-hmm. that like sometimes you learn something in between watches and you're yes. like this makes sense now mm-hmm. i love that experience yes. of that yes. clicking in of like oh i get it now exact same yeah, yeah that's that's happened a few times uh re-watching it um i still hate dean I can't with Dean. What's your, what's your, like what's the either. rub with Dean? Dean, he just, he's just a whiny little bitch. Like, <laughs> he just. Tell us how you really feel. He just is They're so, high schoolers. What do you expect? I guess. They both yeah. suck when they're in high school. They, yeah. And she's, she's annoying too. She is. Such but, a little baby voice. It's like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's just been several episodes where he is like so possessive or something like and just whines about the dumbest shit. I don't know. He, if he were my partner, he would get on my goddamn nerves. Um, <laughs> Jess is in the picture now. I'm very curious to see if my opinion changes mm. about Jess. What's your opinion again? Bad. Yeah, he, su- he does suck. So you're in like season three? Season three. So he is like fresh on the scene. Yes. Little asshole yes. to everybody. Angry at the um, world. Angry at the world. And that is the picture I have of him in my head always. So as the seasons go, I'm just kind of, I'm interested to see if I like Jess more. Yes. Cause I still hate Dean. <laughs> and you haven't met Logan yet, which you'll meet Logan. Met Logan. I'm so curious to see where you land on these three dudes. Oh, I already, I know Logan. I've, oh. I've like watched the show before. Kelly's never watched the show. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. You were on the podcast yes. uh, for Gilmore guys. Did you ever listen to that? There was, oh, okay. That's a whole other. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually like Logan. Like, Logan was an asshole, too. Do you like Logan? No. I don't like Logan. My favorite was Jess. Me, too. Of course. Why do you like Logan? Because he actually had a personality. Yeah, and it was money. <laughs> yeah. That no, was his wasn't. personality. No, it wasn't. Preppy rich boy. Maybe my opinion will change. I hope so. Maybe it'll change. <laughs> Kaylee's so mad. <laughs> Bong. Bong. I just can't get behind, like watching Jess be a total- He is a total asshole. Dick yeah. to Rory, it sucks. her mom, Luke, everybody. Who's trying to help him. All these yes. people are trying, yeah, it's infuriating. Like, He's awful. Every girl in America jizz in their pants over this little like your your tweet to said it all because he had a book in his back pocket. Oh, That's the whole my thing. God, oh, it girls get, are so stupid. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Okay, has, I am curious. He has ways to go, and I am, and I am open. He's I'm open. my favorite in the reunion. Me, too. I will. He's say, the only one that like told her do what you want yeah. for the right. Like, he's the only genuine person that's not. I don't know. Even his like assholishness in his younger years is just They're him equals. being himself. Yeah, he treats her as an equal. Yes, and he challenges her. Yes, whereas Dean just possesses Logan her was always like, Logan, like, I'm richer. Like, yeah. I'm the playboy. Logan wants to control her. Yeah, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah, Dean was like, please love me. Yeah, like w- they were never gonna be on the same level. No. So yeah, I like that I they're will, equals. I will say I agree there, which is why I'm interested to see like where. Like what happens in the the middle of all that? that and I'm he doesn't have a lot of screen time after this season three. No. Okay, so I know it it's comes limited. Back when she's in college, just briefly though, it's super yeah. short. Um, I did hate Logan in the, in the reunion episodes. Yeah. I will say I, that. Uh, yeah, I did not like the reunion. Great, ma- like great material with Logan's character throughout the show, especially season seven which I know is controversial because that was the season that like they made without the Paladinos, oh, the Sherman yeah. Paladinos, but because the writer strike was happening, but yeah. I don't know. I liked it. Um, also, I just started the last season of New Girl. Oh, wow. You're I, burning through them. I, what did yeah. you think about the uh, the time jump? I think it's kind of controversial. I didn't love it. I, I liked Same with Person Wreck. Yeah, I don't love it. It doesn't end. feel the same. Yeah. It doesn't have the same it's not, it, it quality. It was nice to see uh, the girl, Was it? Is it Rose? The, the daughter? The kid? Yeah. yeah, it was nice to see her like an actual character, not just like a blob. Mm-hmm. But it was jarring for it's the three years. It's always jarring because I'm like, I want to see the character. I'd rather just see the character development. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just like skip all these years and all of a sudden they're all kind of different. Yeah. You, know, you have the sensation that you missed a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then you're expected to just sink back in. I'd rather in. just not yeah. see them in the future at all. Yeah. Like, just. Yeah. Where, 
You saw the birthday party, the mustache, the coming yeah, back. Yeah, I'm from pretty. The book I'm tour. pretty early. Yeah, I think okay. I'm only on like episode three or four, okay. maybe. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be sad when. Thankfully, it's over. they kept all the characters kind of the same. There's like different quirks to them. Yeah, I felt like Parks and Rec. They really changed. Like the characters were like different. They were. Later. They felt different. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, they weren't as predictable. Like I feel like you kind of learn a character's algorithm, yeah. and you can kind of predict what they're gonna say and there's some comfort to that. And yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's the bucket thing again. It's like, oh, I know what to expect from this person. And when they veer off that yeah. course, it's disorienting for yeah. the watcher. Yeah. I A time jump I didn't fully mind was when One Tree Hill did it. Oh yeah. They jumped what? They did that pretty years, well. Yeah, so they're like out of college. Yeah. Basically but young adults. Just, I don't know. I The only rub I have with it is that they, the jump puts them at, I think, 22 or 23, mm -hmm. and they all like have are their wildly lives successful. Yeah, I'm just like, come okay. on, come yeah, on. You could have at least done 10 years, but, um, but yeah, that they did it pretty well. They did I good, think. Yeah. I am still, I'm about to finish Mad Men. I'm almost done. Mm. Um, but I started watching the, the newest season of Fargo. Have you guys ever watched this? No. The, I think it's FX. Um, so I've watched two of those so far, and this is the most recent one that also has John Hamm in it. I watched the first episode. It was so good. So good. Oh, and the other one, I the other movie I just watched recently, it's the wild, oh no, no I'm gonna get the, it's not Mystic River. It's the Meryl Streep, um, she's in a canoe. Oh, it's about a river. It's a river. River Wild. The River Wild? River Wild. The okay. remake has, um, the guy from the OC, oh gosh, the names I'm suffering with here. Adam, Adam Brody, Brody and his wife, Leighton Meester, oh, okay. which I didn't know they were husband and wife. Yeah, that's the best. It was so well done. Interesting. It was such a fun time. I thought it was excellent. Okay. This is a movie? A movie, a remake of it. Again, another remake, but huh. really fun. Like Where we're at? Like a, I think it's on streaming, streaming? somewhere. Okay. But yeah, I I'm, haven't heard it talked about anywhere, but it was it's a thriller and it was, Okay. So good. Is it new? I think it's just came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. That's good to know. It's really good. I would love to Easy watch, watch. Movie it was like together. 90 minutes. Okay. It was a fun time. I'm good acting too. I'm Surprisingly good. This return we're seeing to 90 minute movies. Oh, like, please just, don't make them longer just than that. Just give me an hour and a half. Like I don't, I don't have need three some hours. two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Just sit. And my neck hurts if I sit for that long <laughs> in the movie theater. That's another thing about watching it in a theater is, yeah, you well, can't move Do you have like around. the lounging seats? Yeah, but even then, I'm. I don't like. I can't sit still for that long. Yeah. I get stiff. Anyways, I'm a hundred. <laughs> okay, lightning round, two to three fun questions. Um, so since we're talking about the early two thousands, what's the first concert you ever went to? I'm guessing that's probably when it happened. I don't know. You were probably like eight in the early two thousands, so maybe not. But born in ninety four. Ellie gets so mad when we bring up I her know. age. <laughs> I just, I also am like, is this relevant? And what is what I'm saying making sense? Anyways, first um, concert. Mine was Reba. Mm. Yeah. You're in your Reba era right yeah, now. I am. The meme. <laughs> Don't box me in, Kaylee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know You're not. I need to know about you because you went to Reba as your first concert. Yeah. I don't know anything else. Yep, yeah. that's it. That's it. What about mine you? Mine was Journey. Ooh, oh. where? That's the sec that's the second part. Where did you see um, this person at? Shit, Freedom Hall in Louisville, uh, the old U of L basketball oh. before they built KFC. So um, who'd you go with? My family. Nice. It's Journey and Heart. Did you Ooh. like it? Did you have a fun time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Floor or seats? Uh, like up on the side okay. seats. Yeah, but it wasn't very big. Oh, okay. So we really got to. They had the new lead singer, obviously. Uh, He's really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Does he yeah. sound like the? He sounds just like him. Really? Yeah. Okay. What a good combo. Yeah. I would love very, to see. Very, oh yeah, it was great. That would be fun. Nice. Yeah. So much vibing going on. Yeah. Where? What? Who'd you go with? And where would? Where did you see her? I went at? with my parents. Um, we just somewhere in Louisiana. I don't know. I was in elementary school, so I like barely even remember it. But did you ask to go to this concert, or did they just take you along with? No. Them? Oh, I asked to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually because they felt bad because they went to see Whitney Houston oh. and they didn't take me. So then oh, they took me to Who we danced to so hard last night. I know. <laughs> you guys don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, they didn't take me to Whitney. So they okay. took me to Reba. 
Um, which I love that I got to see Reba, but yeah. God damn, I didn't get to see Whitney. Mm. I know. RIP. Oof. That's a tough one. Well, mine was Christina Aguilera at the okay. state fair. I thought for sure one of you would say like at a fair uh, would be your first concert. Mine was like an arena. Uh -huh. I did go to a lot at the Kentucky state fair, but it was after yeah. that. State fair was like always, I feel like that. I saw Luke Bryan for free at the state fair. Nice. This was okay. like early pre-sellout nice. Luke Bryan. Yeah. Pre-sellout. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, what is your go-to hangover food? <laughs> No reason. <laughs> Let the record Crystal? show that I added this question today because I was hungover. Hashtag relevant. All day. Okay. Uh, related to the Whitney Houston dancing. <laughs> right. Tie it um, all together. Yeah. Do y'all do y'all know yours? Mm. I like never have a hangover. Okay. Brag. Okay. I'm sorry. I it's a control thing. Yes. It's a control thing. I don't like to feel out of control. Um I don't know, probably Mexican, honestly. That's the only really? thing that ever always sounds good. Like when I'm sick, I have the flu or a cold. That's one thing I can really? always eat, All like right. no doubt. Mm. Mine's like a big old greasy breakfast. Ooh, oh, yeah. that like would destroy pancakes. me. Mm. I can do it. Pancakes. I can't do it on a normal day. Sausage, eggs, yeah. toast. Do you have to cook it though? Austin will cook it for me. See, that's part of it. That's why I asked because it tastes better we'll order when somebody it, else makes it. But I don't like delivered breakfast because it's like it's 45 cold. minutes later. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. this is just not the same experience. Mm -hmm. Mine is similar, but I, it's all, everything you just said, but I order it from McDonald's. Mm. So like a greasy McDonald's breakfast is usually. So like what sandwich are we talking? Um, McGriddle. I, I'll either do uh, the big breakfast that they have, oh. which is like a biscuit, eggs, sausage, hash brown. Mm -hmm. um, or I'll just do like a nice, a good old sausage and cheese biscuit. Mm. And nice. I want one right now. <laughs> My mouth is watering. <laughs> okay, final question. Do you have any recurring dreams or nightmares? I'm sure you do. Everybody does. Yes. This. I did. Kaylee did. Why? Um, I, I mean, I have one, it was on a list. There was no particular reason, but I was like, oh, that's a, I want to hear what their answers are. So I guess I can go first. <laughs> yeah. Mine is always the, uh, related to control issues. Mine is always the car where the brakes don't work and you're coming to a stoplight or a stop sign and you can't stop. Oh. And I think part of the reason is one of the cars that I drive has very like not touchy brakes. And so that physical experience happens a lot where I feel like I'm not going to stop in time for the stop sign. And then it's lodged in my brain somehow oh my gosh, but that happens all scary. the time, all the time. I don't have like a teeth falling out or showing up naked oh, really? to school. Or I, I have very, very like real feeling dreams about like situations that are going on. So like with work, if there's something with a client mm. or like, like you're working through it while you sleep, let somebody go I, the night before just on repeat dreaming mm. about that conversation and it going all kinds of wrong way. It hundred percent stress dreams, but they're usually pretty specific yeah. to things going on. Okay. Not like a generic Got it. scene. Yeah. Interesting. Um, my stress dream is always I'm in high school and it's the end of the school year and I've realized that there's a whole, like a class that I just haven't been going to. And so I, have a, yeah, I have a similar one too. <laughs> it's so stressful it's and it super feels stressful. so real. Yeah. 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 Mine yeah. is mine is that I was oh supposed gosh. to go to dance classes and the recitals happening and I didn't I don't oh know God. any of the steps oh so it's God. the same thing yeah, the, but oh different contexts yeah. all the time and I've heard other people have that one a lot too I've yeah. heard at least two other people say they have it's that it's very weird thing. that uh -huh. there's like stress dreams that people mm -hmm. like the teeth falling out like yeah. how do we all just how do I our know. brains just all do that it's so weird what is that but I also um, have recurring dreams sometimes I can like lucid dream. So I can like control what I'm doing in the dream. Mm. And Inception. I have a flying yeah. one a lot and mm. I can control like where I, like how Interesting. I go and like where I go. And then I have, there's one that I used to have and I haven't had it in a really long time and I really wish I still had it. But whenever I was young, we, our house burned down. And so for a really long time, like in high school and college, um, I would have a dream that I was back in the house and I could like hang out. I could like touch Aww. stuff. I could Aww. like, 
I could just be there. That's cool. And it felt so real. It's like a lucid dreaming thing where I was like yeah. actually there walking around and like looking at stuff. Huh. Um, but I haven't had it in a while and that was always like really fun to have. Oh yeah. yeah. So I love sweet. a good lucid dream. Yeah. They only happen for me like if I've slept in late and then I fall back asleep again uh, early in the morning. Yeah. That's when they happen for me. Anyways, that's it. Yeah, man. All right. We did a lot it. of topics. Good talk. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. One final with cheers. water. More bad with luck. Water. Yay. Oh. Yay. <laughs>